Good morning. So, I actually just saw yesterday, there's a, someone was writing about a, a boy that has terminal Yanamachla cancer, but he's looking, he was, he, one of his wishes was to, to see uh, a, cer- a certain, I think, soccer player. Um, so, we all have, I mean, sometimes when we... A certain soccer player, I forgot the name. He's trying to ask if anyone has a connection to, to, to be able to allow the boy to see him. But um, we always, I mean, you ask if you would imagine one person that you'd want to spend some time with. Um, if, for some people it's a celebrity, for some people it's a big Talmud Chacham, a big Tzaddik. Um, it's one of those questions that people always ask. What is one person that you'd want to sit across and learn, and learn, have a chavrusa with, or, um, or b- spend some time with. Some people have thought about it and have that person, but it's, uh, um, it's an interesting thing to think about. Now imagine you were sitting with that person, and a stranger walked by. Would you even give an eye to that stranger? <laughs> Would you even pay attention to the fact? Would you even notice that there's a stranger walking by? Most probably not. One of the most fascinating details, which is just a detail in the story, which the Chachamim picked up on and uh, blew it up, is the fact that Avram, how many times did he see Hashem at this point? I think it was the second time that Hashem appeared to him. I think it was the second time. And Hashem appeared to him, and this was after the bris. And as he's sitting there with Hashem, and uh, so to speak, enjoying his moment, a moment that most people don't get, Meaning it's one thing if Avram was used to it, if it happened like every day, okay, he's used to it. But it was still rare even for Avram to be able to interact with Hashem. And Hashem literally revealed himself to him. And Avram notices that there were angels passing by. I mean, he didn't know there were angels. He notices there were people passing by. And we know these people were people that weren't, uh, so to speak, the most upright people worshipping Hashem, believing in Hashem. They were known to people that worshipped other things. Worship the dust. He made them wash their, their feet uh, before they came in. And besides for uh, Avram inviting them in, the huge thing that happened is that Avram told Hashem, Hashem, said, Hashem, can you wait a few minutes? <laughs> Hashem, can you wait a few minutes? There's people that I have to tend to. I mean, it's literally like even uh, it's, it's for us to relate it. It's hard for us to relate to um, experiencing a moment with Hashem of Hashem revealing Himself to you. But I think the closest you can get to it is to, is to try to imagine someone of great stature, someone of, of great importance, someone that in their presence you would, you would be totally oblivious to your surroundings. I mean, that, that's what was going on. Now, what's interesting is, one of the details is that um, the Gemara brings from this, like, we learn from Avram that it's greater to greet guests, greater to greet other people, even more than greeting Hashem. Because Avram put Hashem on the side. He told Hashem to wait to be able to greet these people. And we learn it from Avram's story. The Gemara proves it from a Pasuk in where it says, there's a debate about this Pasuk, whether Avram was talking to Hashem. But following the opinion that Avram was talking to Hashem, it says, Hashem, he says to Hashem, He basically tells Hashem to wait because he's greeting the, these guests. The Rambam brings a different Pasuk. When the Rambam brings this La'alacha, that we learn that the Rambam means where do we learn it from? 
from the Pasuk that says, Vayar Vihine Shlesha Anashim. And it's beautiful. The Aram brings the Pasuk, Vayar Vihine Shlesha Anashim. The fact that Avram saw that there were three people waiting. Now, it's a whole discussion of why the Aram doesn't bring the Pasuk the Gemara brings. One of the reasons can be because the Pasuk is debatable of if it's who it's referring to. But the fact that the Aram brings the Pasuk that Avram saw three people is powerful. What the Raman is basically telling us is that what we, where do we learn from? Where do we see that Avram um, put Hashem on the side? The fact that he even noticed that there were other people. The fact that he even saw another three people. Because if you weren't, I mean, you have to ask yourself, if you were in such a moment where you're experiencing, some people relate to it in, these, in their meditation, when they, uh, some people through ecstasy and through the different substances where they bring themselves to this other, um, a, a new realm, a new area of, of reality, of discovery, of awareness, right? Avram was in this, in this uh, reality of literally his mo- uh, talking to God. And the fact that he even noticed that there were other people um, is, teaches us that yes, when we're, so to speak, in Shemana Esri, right? Shemana Esri is, is equivalent to such a moment. You're supposed to be Koimed of Neamalach, Kriyashma, supposed to be also, like, like you're reading a, a, a letter from Hashem, Kechadashim, that has to be new every day. Here, it wasn't just new, it was, he was living it. He was literally with Hashem. And he noticed that there were other people. So, the fact that we learn out of the story the power of Achnas Asarchim is clear. We see Avram, we clearly from Avram's behavior. Here's the question that I want to bring out something very, very powerful that we can learn from. The question is how did Avram know? How did Avram know? Where did he learn it from? Meaning, imagine you're Avram, who gave him the right to say that he should put Hashem on the side for these people? And not just people, people that worshiped other things other than God. Yeah, his job was, you know, Avram brought them in and he taught them to bench Hashem. He taught them that if you don't, right, if you don't uh, bless Hashem who the food came from, you have to pay me and he would charge them an exorbitant uh, exor- amount of money. But they, where did Avram know from? Where did Avram know that he should put Hashem on the side to be able to greet these, um, these, uh, these strangers? Um, there can be perhaps be many explanations. One possible explanation is we know that Avram, we see in the parasha, Avram called himself dust and ashes. Avram was, um, and the Chachamim talk about it, how Avram um, viewed himself uh, in a very um, uh, humble way. Meaning, he viewed himself in the presence of others as if, so to speak, anyone would come before him. Now, we all think about that, and we all learn as Jews, we're very selfless, and we very often, we, we're, we're taught, and it's something that our ancestors are very, we, we praise them for, people that went through the Holocaust, people that went through many tough situations in life, that they put others in front of them. And they were selfless. They were selfless in their behavior um, of being able to see others' needs in, before their own needs. Um, so Avram was obviously, we're emulating Avram, Avram lived in such a way, Avram lived, he was in that type. Now, what's, where it gets even harder to understand here, is it wasn't just Avram putting other people in front of his, himself. It was putting other people in front of Hashem. So perhaps it can't follow that same, that, that, that same idea. Meaning, was Avram putting other people in front of himself or other people in front of Hashem? By greeting these guests, he really was putting other people in front of Hashem. But the truth is, if you think about it a step deeper, to Avram... His experience with Hashem was, so to speak, a personal spiritual pleasure. 
was a personal spiritual moment. A moment where he was maybe having a moment of growth. A moment where he was advancing in his spiritual levels, his spiritual um, uh, um, aspirations, by being able to experience this moment with Hashem. To Avram, someone else's, it was obvious to him. It wasn't even something he had to think about. Because he, was, he lived a selfless life, because he lived a selfless life where everyone came before him, to Avram, the physical needs of a stranger that wasn't necessarily even a believer in Hashem, the physical needs of such a stranger, it was obvious to him that that came before his own spiritual growth. That he knew this moment of him with Hashem was a spiritual growth for himself. He was, he was able to reach uh, these um, incredible levels by his interaction with Hashem. We know the way Hashem revealed himself to him after the bris and before the bris was completely different. But Avram was, obvi- was so obvious to him that the physical needs of someone else comes, comes before even his own spiritual moment with Hashem. And that's something I think one of the most powerful parts of the story. Where um, very often we, we make these calculations. We say, you know, should I really be paying attention to the stranger, to the other person, in the moment where, you know, I, I never have time to even learn. I never have time to daven, to, to focus on my davening. And to focus on my spiritual growth, so to speak. And here there's another stranger that I never met before. That, that, need, that, that, needs, that needs some physical help. What I should put my, uh, let, let, me, let me get myself in the right zone, in the right uh, mood, and uh, allow myself to be spiritually better, and I'll be in the right position to be able to help him. Tavrama was obvious that that's the wrong calculation. It was obvious to him that it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Meaning if, to him, other people, their needs were so important that he didn't even um, consider his own spiritual and holy moment with Hashem to take precedence over his moment with them. And this way it was, so, it was an obvious calculation. Rabbi Noah, used to put it, he said, what, what's better than being with Hashem? Being like Hashem. Beautiful, yeah. Um, and there's, this, is, this is a powerful um, idea which can be applied in many situations. And unfortunately, we're all guilty of it sometimes. Where we put our spiritual well-being in front of other people's physical well-being. Because we sometimes feel that uh, 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 I should put myself on the side. Here, Avram, meaning if you think about it, it's a, it's a completely different shift of perspective. But to Avram, it was like, who are, uh, why should they lose out because, because I need to spiritually grow? Meaning to him, it was, these people need physical help. And I'm in the position to help them. So because I'm concerned about my spiritual well-being, spiritual growth, they should lose out? And it's sometimes we're, it's, uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe would speak about this all the time when he was trying to encourage back then when it wasn't popular for people to go out and help other people spiritually. Um, people would say that I'm not in the position to help others spiritually. And they would say I'm not in the position, I have to worry about my own spiritual growth, I have my own distractions, my own um, uh, desires that I deal with and I have to um, uh, be strong on myself to overpower my Yitzhahara and I'm going to go and start helping others and preaching to others about overcoming their Yitzhahara over, about, about their own spiritual growth. I'm not even uh, the most spiritual operative person that, that I could be in my own life. And he would, uh, he would uh, very often say to this effect, say, who are they to lose out because, because you are not where you think you should be spiritually. Why, why should they lose out? Yeah, you may, need a lot, you may need to grow a lot. You may have a lot of room to grow, but they should lose out because of it. Meaning, yeah, you may, you, may not be, you may not be the most honest in your preaching because you're not living by it. But it doesn't mean that they should lose out because of it. And um, in that light, it's important to emulate Avraham and to learn to apply it 
um, in physically helping others, and obviously in spiritually helping others, that uh, we should never we should we should learn to to always um, look at someone else's needs and put it before obviously our own physical needs and even more our own spiritual needs, which is sometimes harder to do. Um, harder to some people have a hard time justifying it, but it's, uh, we learn from Avram. Avram was obvious to me. He didn't need a raya from another person. He didn't need to prove it from someone. We have some. We have somewhere to be soymechan. If you're soymechan Avram, Avram didn't need to be soymechan anyone. It was obvious. It was clear as day to him. So uh, we should emulate and learn from Avram ways and put other people in front of ourselves.